But the Lord told us that that peace is ours. So whatever it is that you're facing, know this, God is there. Even if you can't feel him or see him, he is there to help you come into that place of peace in that storm. Wants to pray. Uh, many of you have uh, been suffering through the storm. Some of you don't have electricity even in your homes now. Some of you have had your cars destroyed and, and some of you had your houses all messed up. And, and so we're going to pray. They're calling for another storm this evening, but we, we just want to pray against it. We just want to believe the Lord. The Lord, I am so thankful. Out of all the destruction that happened during that storm, not I haven't heard of a person that was hurt. Isn't that a miracle of the Lord? That's just a miracle. That's just a miracle of the Lord. They'll show you a picture of the storm that, that was over Camden right there. And you see what a, what a horrible situation. And so, Lord, now we pray against the return, Lord, or, or another storm. Lord, we pray against it in the name of Jesus. Lord, the Bible says that you would give us the power to peace, speak peace to that storm. In fact, Jesus, you told us how to do it. You showed us how to do it. You gave us the power and, and your authority to be able to do it. So, Lord, we stand against the storms of the enemy. Whether they're physical storms, whether they're storms of weather, or whether they're storms of relationships, or whether they're storms of physical issues. Lord, whatever the storm is that's coming against your people, Lord, we speak peace to that storm. We stand out on the bow of that boat, and we say, storm, we refuse to be afraid of you. We choose to trust God and believe the Lord. And we say, peace be still in Jesus' name. Now, Lord, we ask you to eradicate and send powerful angels and eradicate every bit of harm that would be trying to come against your people or this area in the name of Jesus. Lord, destroy the winds, not the things back. Put it, Lord, cause it to be ceased in Jesus' name. We look to you as our answer, as our deliverer. We thank you for your protection, Lord. In Jesus' powerful name, now give the Lord a praise offering of thankfulness. Lord, we thank you. Oh, Lord, we thank you. Praise God. Do announce that tonight uh, we're uh, going to Pine Bluff. There's a group going to Pine Bluff. They'll be leaving at 3 o'clock this afternoon. And, and if you would like to go, because God is starting a mighty church. God is continuing a mighty church in Pine Bluff there. And so it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful way to invest your time and your energy is believing God for a miracle there in Pine Bluff. And then tonight we'll be having prayer service here at 4 o'clock this afternoon, and then we'll be having regular service here at 5. Praise God. Well, I'm here today to talk to you in an unusual way. It's been a long time since we've had a, a message like this planned for you today. But we're coming to the close of the series that we've been talking about, about the peace of God. We've been talking about how to have peace in the midst of your storm. How to have peace in the midst of your difficulty. And so in the process that coming down to the last service of it, then I've asked because there's a lot of different ways that God has taught a lot of you to, to be able to enter into that peace. And what we find in people's lives that you may have peace in one area, but you're totally vacant of peace in another area. And what we want the Lord to do is through the process of this series of us looking into God's Word, we want God to help us all find a greater peace. Everybody say a greater peace. A greater peace, a greater trust 
being able to go through the storms of life, and no matter how it's shaken out here, we want the peace of God to remain in here. And God gives us the promise that eventually that peace of God that's in here will begin to rule that that's out here. And to do that, we're having a tag team message today. And not only are there a lot of fun, but we're tag teaming. Brother Donald and Sister Thelma and Elaine and I are all going to be preaching to you. Wow, yeah, that's, I mean, they, uh, in the early service, we were here in the early service doing that same thing. And I tell you what, I got so excited, man. And then I didn't have time to preach. So <laughs> they, they got me all so excited, got me pumped up, man. I was like a car sitting there revving up, ready to go, you know. <laughs> but I tell you what, we got some powerful word in that early service. And I tell you, Brother Donald and Sister Thelma really ministered into our lives. Praise God. If you have your Bibles, let's open it quick. Just want to start off with a couple of scriptures. And then Sister Thelma is going to come and take the pulpit. And let me tell you, she takes the pulpit. She does. She comes and she has a powerful word from the Lord. Praise God. Everybody say, I'm just searching for the way that I can find a greater peace. And that's the way we've done in this message. I've asked Brother Donald, Sister Thelma, and Elaine in ways that God's helped them to enter into peace to some way come and share with you to where it may be the way to help you, for you to be able to find an entrance into that peace. All right, in John chapter four, uh, 14, verse 27, it says, I am Jesus speaking. He says, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Isn't that powerful? God tells us that we don't have to be afraid. Whatever it is that the devil is trying to make you afraid of, God says, I have a gift that will help you to come through that where you will never have to be afraid again. And it's God's supernatural peace. And Psalms 55, 18, it says, he has redeemed my soul in peace from the battle that was against me. For there were many against me. Isn't that wonderful? In the midst of whatever battles that I'm battling through, God has a way of causing my mind to be able to put into that peace to where it will not affect me. Praise God. And then Psalms 37, 11 says, but the humble in heart will inherit every promise and enjoy abundant peace. So that what does that say? If I am humble in my heart before the Lord, if I'm willing to surrender my life to God, that God simply tells me that I can inherit, everybody say, every promise, and I can enjoy abundant peace for the glory of God. Sister Thelma. Praise the Lord. Good morning. Praise the Lord. How many of y'all know we need peace? Amen. The Bible says we need the peace that surpasses all understanding. Amen. So it can keep our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. We all know that peace is a fruit of the Spirit. Amen. So only the Holy Spirit is the one that produces that peace. He produces that peace in our lives. Amen. Praise the Lord. So and then the Holy Spirit, since he's in us, then the peace is inside of us. But we have to allow that peace to control our lives. We need the, to, the Holy Spirit to, to, to use peace to control uh, our emotions and things we go through when we're going through storms. Amen? Praise the Lord. So we need peace to keep our hearts from being troubled. From being troubled when we're going through storms, when we're going through trials, when we're going through tribulations. Amen? Anybody in here been through a storm? I mean, we just went through this physical storm, didn't we? 
I'm telling you, I'll tell you, I'm so thankful for that generator that don't have, because listen, I could turn into a demon if I get too hot. <laughs> so Don knew he, we had that air, I told him, we have that window air conditioner, let me tell you. Thank the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So that peace helps us to stand to, when we go through those storms, amen? It helps us to stand and not be moved. When we're going through um, warfare, I mean, you have been, been through warfare. When we're going through a chaos and calamities, amen? So it helps us to stand. And having done all to stand, we keep standing, amen, with the peace of God in our lives. And so, so the scripture in Isaiah 26, verse 3, I love this. You all know this, this scripture, you know it by memory. It says, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. I love that. But the NLT says, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. We've got to keep our minds, our thoughts fixed on God. Amen? So in order to go through that storm with peace. Now, we go through storms, but, you know, many times we, we go through storms and we're fretting and we're complaining. We're, you know, we're not in peace. And it seems like that storm is never over. It seems like it continues on. Amen. But when we have the peace of God, then we can rest in him and we know he's bringing us out. How many of y'all know? Say, he's bringing me out. He's bringing us out of those storms. Amen. Praise the Lord. And so you have to keep your mind fixed on God. Hallelujah. So I, I, you know, I was looked up some, some words, some terms about the word fixed. It, the fixed means to be securely placed and fastened. You're securely placed and you're fastened. You know, in the Bible, there's some terms that, you know, it talks about being a, a nail in a sure place. So you put that nail in that place and it's not going to move. Me, you ever try to take a nail out of a place and it didn't want to move because it was in a secure place. Amen. And that's how we have to have our minds fixed and secure on God. Amen. And it means not subject to change, not subject to change or fluctuation. So that means our minds are not wavering. Our minds are not up and down. You know that, you know, you, you have control of your mind. Peace has control over your mind. It has control over your mind. And it also means, it says, firmly set in the mind. So that's, to me, I saw that like a mind that's set like concrete. You know, concrete sets. And when it sets, it's hard and you can't move it. You know, it's, it's not moved. And that's how our minds have to be fixed on him. When we're going through those storms, praise the Lord. And then it says, having a final or crystallized form of character. That's where our character has to be. It has to be firm. It has to be fixed. It has to be solid. You know, not unmoved. You know, we're up and down. You know, you know people call people say, he sure is moody. You know, we don't want to be moody. You know, my, my birthday is in March, you know, and people say, people in March, they're, they're moody. I was like, I'm not going to be moody. Amen. How many of you want to be the same? You want to be just like Jesus, you know, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Wherever they see you, you know, you're the same. Amen. So that's the kind of character that we, we want and we need to have. And be unmovable. Amen. Immobile. That you are stationary. 
Because you're founded in him. Because the peace of God is in you. Amen. Ruling. Praise the Lord. And in order to have peace in the storm, you must trust God. That's what it says. It says, because he trusts in you. Hallelujah. This is a scripture, Psalms 57, 1. You know, most of these scriptures, you know, God gives me when I'm going through storms. How many of you God gives you scriptures when you're going through storms? I mean, he gives me a specific word when I'm, when I'm going through these storms so I can have peace. And so I was, you know, I was going through a particular storm when he gave me this word in Psalms 57, verse 1. It says, be merciful to me, O God. Be merciful to me, for my soul trusts in you. My soul trusts in you. And in the shadow of your wings, I will make my refuge until these calamities have passed by. Hallelujah. That's what the Lord told me. He said, this is a calamity, but it's going to pass by. It's not going to stay. Amen. It's going to move. And you know, we'll still be standing when that storm is over. Praise the Lord. I thank God for calamities that are going to pass by. So it will come to pass. Hallelujah. And we all know this familiar scripture in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. Everybody we know in the King James says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Amen? But I like it. I'm going to read it out of the Amplified. It says, Trust in and rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart. And do not rely on your own insight. Don't rely on your own insight. Ask God, amen? Ask the Lord, what do you want me to do? Lord, uh, ask the, do like David did. He always inquired of the Lord. He always asked God. And you know, how many know we can't go wrong when we ask God? We can never go wrong. It says, don't rely on your own insight or understanding. In all your ways, know and acknowledge and recognize him. I mean, we're looking, we're seeking God in every situation. We're looking for him in every situation, in every storm. We're looking, Lord, where are you, God? Where are you? And you know, the Lord said, I'm here. I'm here because I'm in you. I'm with you and I'll come up on you and cause that peace to rise up in you. Amen. When you're going through those storms. And it says, and he will make your path straight and smooth, removing obstacles that block your way. How many of you thank God for removing those obstacles? And for that's trying to block your way. We thank you, Lord, for mo- removing those obstacles. You know, I was telling the early service this morning when I was coming to, to church this morning, I was driving, I was praying, I was thanking God for all the, the storms and the trials that he has brought me through. Amen. I'm telling you, you it's, it's a lot of them. But he brought us through them all. He brought, he brought us through them all, you know, and I just, I just started crying because it's just so many things. And every time we go through a storm, we go, then God, he gives me peace. He gives us the word of God, you know, and I just tell you just so many. And it's like, I, I can't even write, write a list of all how many storms and crises he brought us through. But one in particular I was just thinking about was, uh, I was telling the early service this morning about Chris when he was shot. Everybody know he, he was shot. I don't even know how many years ago it was being like, it seemed like a dream, you know, that that happened. But anyway, um, Donald was still going to school. He was going to school uh, down in Magnolia, and then he would work after school, and and so he wouldn't get home till like about 10:30 at night. And so I was—it uh, was about nine o'clock—and I was lying on the sofa and I was watching Christian television. And you know, the Holy Spirit just said, uh, "Turn the TV off and pray. Why don't you just pray till Donald gets home?" So I turned the television off, 
and I just uh, started praying in the spirit. I just kept praying, 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 praying in the spirit, you know, until Dawn got home. And the very next morning, I went to school, and I was teaching chapel that morning, and some, some kids said, um, uh, there's Mr. McCray, you know. And I said, well, I went out in the hall. I said, what are you doing here? I said, you're supposed to be at school. And he said, well, Chris got shot. So, you know, my first, my mind said, well, well, he probably got shot in the leg. or got shot in the arm, you know. Chris said, Mom, getting shot is bad. I don't care where, where, you, you, where you're shot. <laughs> I was like, yeah, but it wouldn't be so bad in the arm or the leg, you know. <laughs> and so anyway, it went, he said, no, he got shot in the abdomen. You know, and the first thing Satan tried to do was put a picture, you know, in your mind, you know, of, of intestines and hanging out, you know, and all that death, you know. And so, but then the Lord said, you know, D- don't think like that. So I went in my, my classroom and uh, Gloria Thomas and uh, Inga, Inga Thomas came in my room, you know, and they said, can we, can we pray for you? And I said, sure, you know, so they, they prayed for me, you know, we were praying and the Lord, the Lord gave me a word and he said, it's not his time. It's not his time. So, you know, that, that, that word from the Lord just gave me all that peace. It gave me all the peace I needed. Amen. For us to be able to go through that storm. And it seemed as if I was, I I got into slow motion. You know, I wasn't in a hurry about doing anything. Don said, you think I can get, go get a haircut? I said, sure. You know, and so anyway, we, so, you know, but, but the peace of God. And we really didn't know how badly it, it, it was because he was shot with an AK-47. And I think those bullets are like, whoa, long, you know, and everything. But God, but God saved him. Hallelujah. Because it wasn't his time. Amen. But the Lord gave us peace through that storm. I'm telling you, you need the peace of God when you're going through those kinds of storms and and trials. Amen. Because there's nothing else you can hold on to but him. He is the only one we can hold on to. He's the one that gives us the strength and the stability that we need when we go through these crises. You know, I mean, you know, we've gone through and you know what? We'll be going through some crises again, some storms again. But guess what? We'll do the same thing. We'll just hold on to God and he will keep our hearts and our minds. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And then another thing, when you're going through a storm, you're going through trials, you must love God's word. You must love God's word. You must have the word. You've got to have the word of God. And so in Psalms 119 verse 165, I love this. It says great peace. Everybody say great peace. Great peace have those who love your law, who love your word. And nothing shall offend them. Nothing shall cause them to stumble. Amen. You've, we've got to love the word of God. We got to love it. I want to read it out of the, uh, the, trans, the Passion Translation. Brother Jerry's got us looking at the Passion Translation. It says, there is such a great peace and well-being that comes to the lovers of your word. We've got to love the word of God. It says, and they will never be offended. But you know what? Loving God is loving his word. You can't love God without loving his word. So if you think we're loving God and you're not loving the word, you're not loving him like you should be. Amen. So we love the word of God. And so then another verse I love is Psalms 119.97. It says, oh, how I love your word. Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. 
How many of you love to meditate on the word of God? How about all the day long? I mean, we love the word of God. Looking at, looking at him. Look at, when you're looking at the word, you're looking at God. Amen. So we keep ourselves filled with the word of God. And so if you're full of the word, you're full of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And then you're full of peace. You're full of peace. Hallelujah. I love to be full of peace because then I, I, I remember the Lord told us, you need to be like Paul and say, none of those things move me. Amen. Let's say that. Say, none of those things move me. None of those things move me. Hallelujah. Because we have the peace of God operating in our lives. The peace of God ruling in our lives. Amen. And we can go through any storm. We can go through any tribulation. We can go through any trial because we know we may be going through it, but we're going to come out of it. Amen. If you know you're going to come out, give the Lord a hand. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Good morning again. Hallelujah. We're going to be meeting like this a long time. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, we tagging today, so get your Bibles out. You have them already out. Get your Bibles out. I'm going to move fast. I mean, you know, that's a challenge for me because I'm a slow man. Hallelujah. Thelma's the only one can make me move a little faster. Pastor Jerry and Pastor Lane can make me move a little bit faster. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, get your word out tonight, uh, today, and I got to keep getting my days and night mixed up. Will you say with me this morning the word of God and the peace of God? They intertwine and lock together, you know. They go together because when you have the word of God on a situation, you have God on the situation, and therefore your what? Peace must come. Can you say amen? I want you to turn to Proverbs, the third chapter, we're going to talk, uh, read here was Solomon, one of the wisest, wisest men on the face of this earth other than Jesus. Amen. He was a wise man. And Solomon says, my son, daughter, child, uh, 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 child of God, listen, forget not my law, my word. Forget not my law, my word. I mean, you know, sometimes we forget the word of God. When we're going through a storm, it's easy to look at the circumstance. It's easy to look at, oh, me, myself, and I. You know, it's easy to do that. But God is saying through the word of God, hey, forget not my law. Forget not my word. Have you forgot the word? Hallelujah. I got a word for that situation. I got a word for that problem. I got a word for that circumstance. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. And he said, forget not thy word, thy law, but let thine heart keep thine commandments. Amen. How many of you know you're going to have to not forget the word of God? Amen. Psalms 3 and 6, I mean, Proverbs 3 and 6 say, in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he what? Will direct thy paths. Amen. Keep my commandments. Hallelujah. How many of you know when you got to keep the commandments, that means you're going to have to obey the word of God? Hallelujah. It's not enough to have the word and not obey it. Hallelujah. You got to do what it said do. Amen. Hallelujah. And when you do what it does say for you to do, you're going to come out on top. Amen. You're going to receive the peace of God. 
Amen. Hallelujah. Because I'm telling you the word of God is powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces and divides asunder the spirit, the soul, the joints, and the marrow, and discern the thoughts and intents of the heart. Amen. Now listen what it's going what you're gonna have if you obey the word and you forget not the word. You're gonna have length of days. Length of days. That means years. Amen. I don't know about you, but I want to live as long as I can. Hallelujah. I want to be, uh, if I have to, I want to be still walking at 90 years old. Hallelujah. I want to still be getting my false teeth and coming up here preaching to y'all. Hallelujah. I want to live as long as Lord want me to live on the face of this earth. But he said, if you obey his word and keep his word, you're going to have peace and you're going to have years to live. Amen. Hallelujah. Length of days, long life, peace shall they add unto you. Amen. Peace come when you are remembering God's word and obeying his commandments. Amen. Peace will come when we renew our minds. I mean, you know, you got to have a renewed mind. I don't know about you, but I came from a family uh, that the old people in my family used to say, honey, you're going to have to have a made up mind. Some things you don't want to do, you know, you just uh, 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 kind of crawfishing on it. You know, a crawfish back up. That's where he does, huh? But he said, uh, you know, don't crawfish, honey. You're going to have to have a made-up mind. In other words, you're going to have to renew your mind with the Word of God. And when you renew your mind with the Word of God, I'm telling you, the world system and the world thing won't move you. You will say, none of these things move me. In Romans 12 and 2, it said, be not conformed to this world. I mean, you know, this world is full of trouble. Amen. The devil wants to kill, steal, and destroy you. Amen. Hallelujah. But ye be transformed by the renewal of your mind that you may be able to what? Prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. God has a perfect will for us. Doesn't he have a perfect will for us? He laid this thing out, honey. Hallelujah. And if you follow his, his will, you will have peace. Amen. Hallelujah. I, I, I know that's right. Amen. Hallelujah. So God's word will lead us to abundance, life, and also prosperity, and also peace. Amen. Peace comes when we make God's word the center of our lives, thoughts, emotion, and action. Amen. In other words, that sounds like to me I live and move and have my beings in Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm walking and talking about the word. The Bible said, I, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prosper. And it said, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but you must meditate upon it day and night, that you may what? Observe to do according to all that's written therein. Honey, I'm walking and talking the word. I'm walking and singing the word. I'm walking and telling people about the word. I'm speaking to my storm because I know that I have great peace if I, what? Keep his commandment, his word. I'm going to prosper. Hallelujah. The Bible said it because the Bible also said God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. 
Honey, if he said it, he'll do it. If he spoke it, he'll bring it to pass. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. So peace come. Oh, when we are have the thoughts of God and our emotion and our action. The Bible, baby, is not a textbook. Can you say amen? The Bible is not a storybook, although it's got some stories in it. Hallelujah. It's not a history book, but it's a handbook for living. Amen. We live by this thing. We live by it. Amen. We read that Bible and it tells us the truth. Amen. We read this Bible and it tells us what we're supposed to do. You can read about Andrew Jackson. You can read about all the presidents. But it, I mean, it just tells you what they did. But how I many you know you got a life to live? Amen. And I'm telling you, when you read the word of God, it's got your name in it. It's telling you how you can live. Amen. How you can be successful. Amen. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God is good all the time. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen, in Mark 4.39, it said, and I'm talking about Jesus. He rose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, peace, be still. And the wind ceased. And there was what? A great calm. You know what? In the beginning, it was the word. It wasn't this. um, God created man. And he, he made woman, you know, he created her. Hallelujah. How many you know in the garden there wasn't no chaos, no confusion? In the beginning it was the word also. Amen. Hallelujah. And so therefore we must know that the word was in the beginning and the word going to be in the end. Amen. The Bible say the word is forever settled in heaven. Amen. Therefore we as children of God and people of God, we must therefore sell it on this earth. Amen. Because the Bible said we can move mountains with his word. You know, I used to uh, come into the house when we lived in Houston, you know, and I, I love kids, you know, don't get me wrong. I love my kids. But I'm telling you, they be hitting each other on the head with their toys and just having a, a, a party just because them would be somewhere in another house or where. And I walk down in the den, they just tearing up stuff and doing stuff. I got holes in my wall where they wrestling and playing things. But, you know, sometimes you get tired of that. I love them when they pray. I mean, playing and everything. But sometimes I have to walk in there. I had to walk in there and I said, Peace! Oh, and have mercy. What are y'all doing? Be still, boy. He be trying to, you know how them boys are. They be nudging. You started. No, you didn't. You started. I said, stop. Speak. Be still. Hallelujah. Amen. That's what Jesus did. Hallelujah. He walked on that storm on the ship, on that ship, and he said, peace. Like he said, where you at, Peace. Hallelujah, I need you right now. Come here right now. Peace, where you at? And he looked at where them waves were still trying to, trying to get down. He said, now you be still. How I many you know that we have that same power? We have that same authority. Jesus had power and control over everything. The fish of the sea and everything he had control over because he was God Almighty. And he said, you are my brothers and you are my sister. I'm going to delegate this power and authority to you as well. Amen. Hallelujah. What's robbing your peace today? Ask yourself, what's robbing your peace today? Jesus, in John 11 and 43, when uh, 
he said this, he said, thus spoke he, he carried with, he cried out with a loud voice and he said, Lazarus, come forth. Hallelujah. How many of you know, Jesus being God, he had no choice. Command the dead to come alive. Amen. Hallelujah. Most of people was in chaos and confusion because their friend had gone to be with the Lord. Hallelujah. I mean, you know, the Lord had to release Lazarus back into the earth, release his spirit back into the earth. And Jesus had called him to come forth. And I'm telling you, we have that same power today to raise the dead. I mean, you may not feel like it, but the word said it. And the Bible said God is not a man that he should lie, not the son of man. You just, I mean, I heard this when I first got saved. You just got to be crazy enough to believe the word of God. I'm going to be trying to walk on water. I might sink, but I, I'm telling you, I'm going to be trying because God said it. I'm going to be trying to go and catch that fish with that money in his mouth. God did it. Jesus did it. Amen. I got to get down, y'all. What's robbing your peace today? Sickness, lack, jobs, anger, pride, fear, addiction, a spirit of heaviness. Get to know Jesus and his word. Get to know Jesus and his word and your peace will come. Hallelujah. Thank you. That's kind of dirty to put me up behind Donald and Thelma, isn't it? <laughs> I'm just going to talk about a couple of practical issues on what to do when, you, when the storm first hits. And uh, just because they covered the word perfectly well. I, I couldn't add anything to what they said. But uh, when, when a storm hits you, whether it's finances or whether it's family or what, whatever it is, then the first thing you need to do is go to your closet of prayer. And you need to say, God, I've got to have a word. You know, I've got to have a word. And you stay there until you get that word from God. And then you, uh, you take that word. And because and when the Lord gives you that word, that's the weapon that's going to win that battle. That's your sword of the spirit that's going to win that battle. And then you just, every day when you get up and you spend time with God, you just start. What I normally do is I, I'll just start reading a book of the New Testament every day. And as you read that book, you'll find all these scriptures in there that go along with that word that God gave you. And you just begin to write them down. I used to write them down in a notebook. I call it my war chest. But now I just put them in my cell phone under that battle, you know. And then when you get up in the morning and you start reading those scriptures in that, you just feel that peace coming. You just feel it. And then that scripture that Thelma used, man, all through the day when that thought comes to you, you say, none of these things move me. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it feels like. I don't care how bad it looks. I don't care how bad it feels. None of those things move me because I believe the word of God, not what the devil is trying to make me think or feel. And, uh, and, and you just keep doing that, and you just keep doing that, and you just keep doing that. And every day you'll add more scriptures to your list. And when you're reading through those scriptures in the morning, when you're spending your time with the Lord, well, then it just, it just that peace just builds, and that peace builds. And, if, and through the day, if, if something happens that does unsettle you or shake you, just go back to that set of scripture, and you just start reading till that peace comes back. And um, I remember several years ago when my kids were teenagers, and 
there was one of my kids that was that we thought was doing really good, and we found out that kid was just living for the devil completely, <laughs> and we were so deceived. And I remember when I found it out, I was so devastated, and we were leaving to go on vacation. And so I just got in the back room of that camper, and I got my Bible, and I said, God, I'm not leaving this room until you give me a promise that you're going to save this kid. And so I started reading in Matthew, and I read all the way through Matthew, no word, all the way through Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, kept reading, kept reading. And every day I was so um, uh, just fighting, you know, such fear and such. Kids, you, don't, y'all, you guys don't understand, but you're the most important thing in your parents' life other than God. And when you mess up, you've messed them up. <laughs> You didn't just mess up your life. You messed up their life. Because <laughs> nothing is more valuable than our kids, you know. And so I wished I had learned this when I was your age. When I was a teenager, I wished I'd learned how to do warfare and fight battles and walk in peace. My life would have been a whole lot easier. <laughs> so you guys, I'm glad that you guys are so strong in the Lord because y'all, y'all, y'all know how to do this early. You know how to win your battles early and walk in peace and joy. But anyway, I got all the way to the book of Hebrews. And then I read that scripture and it said, cast not away your confidence. For it ha- or confidence means faith. For it has gra- and that's really what I'd done. I had lost faith that this kid could really be saved. After what I found out this kid had done, I had no faith <laughs> that God could save this kid. <laughs> and uh, it said, cast not away your confidence, your faith, for there's great reward. And then the next verse said, but you have need of patience. For after you have done the will of God, then you'll get the reward. And so what the Lord was saying was, I'm the one who had not done the will of God. I was the one who was not believing. I was the one who was not standing, doing warfare over those kids that God had given us, you know. Uh, He don't give them to us to, you know, just enjoy in life. He gives them to us to fight for and believe for and stand for and prepare them to be men and women of God and... And so when the Lord gave me that scripture, the battle was over. And it was a long time after that before that kid really turned their heart over to the Lord completely. But it was never a battle again. Because the Lord had said, if I would do the will of God, there would be a reward. And so, man, the word of God will give you the peace and the strength to stand. But you've got to do like Thelma said. None of these things move me. None of these things move You can't ever look at circumstances or you'll sink just like Peter did. you got to hear that word from God. you got to stand on that word from God. you got to pray that word and believe that word until the answer comes. Stephen, would you come on to the piano, please? Thank you. You know, it's one of the most important things is what Brother Donald's this family shared, the word of God. Our whole, our whole relationship... Peace, faith is all built on the Word of God. Uh, the Word of God directly is opposing the fear in your life. If you allow fear to win, it will take your miracle. If you allow fear to win, it will take your kids. If you allow fear to win, it will get your health. If you allow fear to win. Somebody says, I'm just going to leave it to God. Well, God's left it to you. And that's why he said believe. So if you allow fear to win in whatever issue it is, then you've lost whatever it is that you're believing for. So you must oppose fear with the Word of God. Now, it can be a, a word like God spoke to Sister Thelma, so beautifully told her about Chris and, and told that it wasn't his time. Or it can be a scripture, as Brother Donald has shared here. 
and it becomes so important. As Lane has shared, it has to be the practicality of you getting in whatever you're facing. You got to get in to the Word of God until God speaks to you. And He can either speak to you by the Spirit or He can speak to you with a scripture or word. But the important thing is that God speak to you. Then once God speaks to you, the second phase of that is you've got to guard it. You must guard it, whatever it is, because the enemy will come immediately once God gives you anything. I don't care if God, any blessing God brings into your life, you can be for sure that the thief comes to steal it. And so you have to guard it. You have to guard it. You have to become a worshiper. The greatest way I can find in the Word of God throughout the Word to protect whatever it is that God has given to you is to worship. Because the enemy is almost like he can't enter into the place that you're worshiping. But you can take that do your worship. And what that means is you get up in the morning and where, where it feels like when you're going through a situation, it feels like you need to have a funeral and you decide to have a party. And you decide to worship God. Now, you can feel bad about it or you can release your faith in God and begin to speak to your own emotions and begin to feel good about it. Your emotions are motivated by your feeling. If you allow that thing, it will steal your miracle also. Everybody says, I'm going to guard the word that's given to me. So whatever that word is, then you must be willing to guard it. And you guard it, and you guard it, and you guard it. And you worship, and you worship, and you worship. And it builds a habitation around it. Then the last point is, you begin to release it. Because that peace that God's given to you, is to accomplish things that you cannot accomplish. That peace that God's given, not only is it to make your heart feel better, but it's to release the power, as Donald talked about. It demonstrates the power over the storm. Not only does it give you a peace in the storm, but it's demonstration of the power over the storm. Now, that's so graphic in the book of Second Chronicles in chapter 20. Where the Bible says that Jehoshaphat was facing an enemy that he was no, there was no way that he could have the power to overcome it. But what he did was he went through the little process of the same one that's been delivered to you today. He stood before God until God spoke to him. Once God spoke to him, he bowed to his knees and began to worship. And he protected and guarded that word. And then the Lord then began to give him, the Lord spoke to him and said, the battle is not yours. The battle is mine. What we, where we get into trouble with peace is when we start trying to do God's part. <laughs> we have a part, but we can't do God's part. Our part is to believe and trust and lean on God heavily. It's God's part to do what we cannot do. And so the Lord spoke to Jehoshaphat and said, I want you to sing to that battle. I'm going to tell you what the Lord can give. I've watched people before. I've watched people just get the joy of the Lord and, and let joy speak to the battle. I've watched other people do various things as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. But friction, <laughs> I, the Lord spoke to me like this. Friction creates fire. There must be something that's going opposing or that's opposing what the devil's trying to tell you. The devil tells you you're going under, but you believe God's told you you're going over. Every time, every time that you believe that, it causes friction and causes fire in the presence of God. And so Jehoshaphat, what he simply did, he began to sing to his storm. 
And in the process of singing, it released faith, which the Bible said at the very moment that he began to sing to his storm, at that very moment, God, act, it activated God's power. And that power of peace that had been in him came out and totally destroyed the enemy that had come against him. God has power. So I'll just leave you with the scripture from again this morning. It's found in Isaiah chapter 57, verse 19. It says, start singing my praises. No matter where you are, I, the Lord, will heal you and I'll give you peace. It says, start singing wherever you are. Now, the enemy wants to bind you into a crying session. There has to come a time. Now, I believe in tears. I believe that God understands tears. I believe that tears help you to move into peace. But once peace comes, God says, put away the tears. And pick up the banner of praise. And begin to trust me. Honey, you can only cry so long. And then there comes a time you have to dry those tears up. And you have to determine, I'm going to operate this battle a little differently. I'm going to move into a place of praise. And I'm going to watch God handle this battle for me. So I want to close service like that today. I want those that are especially fighting issues and fighting circumstances. I want us to allow that that is in us to turn into a praise. That the Bible says has the power to overcome the circumstances. Now remember, you can't do God's part. But God's not going to do your part either. Your part is to believe God. Your part is to hear that word. And then to guard that word. And then to begin to release that word in praise. That's your part. God's part is to destroy that storm. It's to come against that situation. It's to heal those relationships. That's God's part. And as long as you worry about God's part... You're not having faith in God. But the very moment you start doing your part, then it begins to release God. So I'm going to ask you first, I want those to stand that's going through an issue that you're facing. Say, Pastor, I'm facing an issue right now. And I believe that God wants to help me through this. Go ahead and stand right now. If that's, if that's you in this place. Pastor, I'm going through a situation right now. I'm going through. Now let me tell you what. Wouldn't it be wonderful? Wouldn't it be wonderful if we, as Jehoshaphat, the Bible said the very moment that they began to sing praise, that's why it says in the New King James, that at the very moment, at the very moment they began to sing praise into their enemy, God began to release miracles on their behalf. Do you know why you're just a moment from a miracle? <laughs> You're just a moment from a miracle. You're just a moment from a miracle. You're just a moment. Somebody says, well, pastor, what if I sing? What if instead of crying, I praise? And what if it doesn't happen? I'll sing again. <laughs> and I'll sing again. And I'll sing again. And I'll sing again. 